five reasons to visit Universal Studios Orlando on your next vacation. That's right. We weren't always people who thought you had to go to Universal Studios, but on our last visit, well, last few visits, we stopped by, and we really, really enjoyed ourselves, especially as our kids get a little bit older. Definitely a place, a must-do place, especially the older kid, for the older kids. I think young kids, it's still a challenge with some attractions, but... We love Universal Orlando Resort, and we love Universal Studios, so let's talk about the five reasons why. Number one. Number one. You don't need reservations. <laughs> Whew. I know. That's a hot topic, I think, for a variety of reasons, but right now at Universal Studios Orlando, you don't need a reservation, and that just takes away a lot of the pressure of planning a trip. Not only does it take away a lot of the pressure of planning a trip, but if you're not an over planner, somebody who needs every second planned out along with your trip, or maybe you want to pivot and you go on your vacation and you realize that, you know what, today's a really nice day. I want to go to the beach and tomorrow I want to go to the park instead. When you're at Disney, your reservations, you have to make sure something is available. You can't necessarily do that. With Universal, you just show up. You just go. and You buy yeah. your ticket and there's a set amount of time you can use it. And then if you want to change a day, you can just change a day, which I enjoy. I think I agree with you. Even though I love to plan, I do like a little bit of flexibility, especially like you said, weather, moods can change, attitudes can change. My body sometimes is not in the mood to walk miles and miles in one day. And it's good to kind of switch it up if you need, if you can at the last minute. And this is what I believe is one of the top reasons to visit. Especially if you're an annual pass holder like we are to Universal Studios. It's it's a, a huge benefit to just be able to show up and not have to book a reservation. If you want to go to the park and it's not a day where you plan on going, you want to go for an hour, you just go. Especially when you mess up and you don't look at the calendar and you realize the park's closing early. Yeah, we did that when we were on our last trip. Some There was a, an event going on, and we got to the park on a Friday, and it was – Four o'clock, and it was and fantastic. It was empty. We we thought to ourselves, wow, what is going on today? This is the best time in the world <laughs> to go to the park. We got our annual passes, so we just kind of went in last minute, and we realized there was an event going on, and the park closed at 7. But that being said, hot tip, if you have flexibility and you are able to go in and out of a park like that, it was a great way to see the next one on our list with not a lot of people. Which is? Number two, the reasons why we... Are these in a specific order, by the way? No. Yeah. Okay, Number next one. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Now, newsflash, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, so don't kill us on this one. <laughs> but the theming of Harry Potter, to me, is amazing. It's almost better than Galaxy's Edge in Disney. Follow Harry Potter, Potter's footsteps as you walk through the streets of London and enter Diagon Alley, where you'll find the many of the Wizarding World's most famous establishments. You don't necessarily have to be a huge fan of the Wizarding World. You don't have to be a huge fan of Harry Potter to really feel immersed and wowed by this entire land in Universal. Now, some people were complaining. We did a poll over on our Instagram, Unlocking the Magic Podcast. You can go check it out. And I asked, which land is better? The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley, or Galaxy's Edge. And the only complaint about Diagon Alley was that it's a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah, I can see that. Which it is tight. But it's going through the, it's, the setting is old London. Right. Which was tight, narrow streets. Exactly. So if it was really wide and really spacious. It would be weird. The theming would be way off. <laughs> the reason it is what it is is because it's so 
well themed. Telling you, we re- I really enjoyed seeing it that day where it w- there was an event and there was only a few hours that we had in the park. It was super empty and it was just great to see a pretty empty Diagon Alley. That being said, you can go in the morning. It's usually pretty slow in the morning or at least super early. You can kind of get a little bit more of the layout and of the land. Right now, that poll is 50-50, you know, Bruce. Wow, that it really is? Yeah, right you now. D- another thing is, if you aren't a Harry Potter fan, mm-hmm. this may turn you into one. Or at least make you think about becoming a Harry Potter fan and want to dive deeper into whether that's watching movies or reading the books with your kids. This is a great way to kind of uh, see the story visually first. Like, I'm a very visual person. I need to watch videos and see it with hand- my hands-on experience to get into it. And it made me want to go watch the movies or want to check out the books. You were literally trying to go and become a wizard. You wanted a wand. I, I did. And I knew it. <laughs> and I wasn't into it before at all. I didn't want to watch the movies. I didn't want to read the books. But seeing it in person, in real life, and having the girls, our kids, explain to me what these things were made yeah. me second guess my not watching the movies in the past. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe I should go back and read the books and, and learn about what these things are so that I can – relate to them when I come back. I think that was the best surprise of the trip was seeing you kind of get excited about something that we thought was a no-go for years. Yeah. So that was fun. All right. Next one, the thrill ride. I mean, Universal is on their game with these. And this is, if you have younger kids, this may be hard for you because there are a lot of thrill rides. So if you are Somebody who has kids, what do you think? Like ages seven and below, if most of your kids or all of your kids are seven or below, it's going to be, there's fun things to do, but a lot of the things are for older kids. Well, yeah, and it depends on their height. Some kids are taller than others, but definitely Universal, their A-game is these coasters that they have. Hagrid's Motorbike, oh my goodness, amazing. Hagrid's Motorbike and Velocicoaster are two of the best rides I've ever been on in my life. I completely agree with you. I think I was just so floored. It's a little bit of the theming, and it's a little bit of the thrill. Exactly. Not only is it the theming is good. I don't know if the theming is as good as a Disney attraction. And Disney does a great job of storytelling in the queue. But Velocicoaster, if you've never been on Velocicoaster and you like coasters, it's one of the most thrilling things I've ever done in my life physically. Now, these are over at Islands of Adventure, so we're talking about the studios as a whole. And so let's not forget Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts, not necessarily a really tall coaster. But it's an indoor roller coaster, but it is so fast and so thrilling. It's 4D. You really are immersed from the time you get into the bank and all the way through this really intense coaster. is so much fun. I don't know if I would say worth the wait, well, maybe these are worth the wait. We often do on our other podcast, worth the wait. and Usually 45, 60 minutes is kind of like the maximum I would ever wait for in a, a ride or an attraction. But Velocicoaster and Hagrid's Motorbikes, I think I would wait a little bit longer. I think anything in Universal that is an intense coaster type attraction, I think is always going to be the worth the wait. Because while you're on the ride and after that adrenaline rush you get, you just kind of forget all about the pain of waiting in line for so long. One of my absolute favorites is actually on this list is Revenge of the Mummy, and that's in Universal Studios Orlando, and it is epic. You know what it is, too? What? Velocicoaster and Hagrid's, they're a lot longer than you would think they would be for the ride itself. Yeah. You go on Mine Train in Disney, and the line is 90 minutes long, and it, the, the ride lasts 15 seconds, it feels like. 
Are you just skipping over my Revenge of the Mummy? Yeah, I'm skipping over that. I'm <laughs> okay. going back to the Velocicoaster. I'm fascinated with the Velocicoaster <laughs> okay. and Hagrid's because I've never been on two rides that I was so excited to do and felt like they were long, long rides. Yeah. I wasn't expecting them to be that or last that long. I but now we can go back to your mummy. Okay, thank you. Because it's based on the mummy film franchise. Not everybody's favorite movie, maybe, or maybe franchise ever. But I really love it. And once you are in this attraction, not only is it intense coaster, but you can't help but be in awe of just the layout and the way that the attraction immerses you in this story, ancient Egypt, and the whole the, just it's a it's a great attraction from start to finish again, and I think that's one of the things that really surprised us always of Universal is that they really have stepped up their game when it comes to being immersive. You talk about Disney a lot and being, you know, storytellers, the best storytellers. So you kind of always have that in your back pocket to compare. Gotta say, some of these attractions they are they are worth the wait. <laughs> Can I go back to Velocicoaster for a second? Yeah, go ahead. I am uh, uh, I'm pulling this up on the screen right here. I have yeah. some ride stats for Velocicoaster. Can I read you some of these? Some some what? Ride stats. Oh, okay. Uh, it says Velocicoaster has no brakes until it's over. Oh, that's kind of scary. Velocicoaster is the fastest roller coaster at any Universal park. Hold on, no brakes meaning like no slow turn. Like has no brakes whatsoever until you stop at the end. That's so true. I didn't realize that. So there's no point where you slow down whatsoever. <laughs> Velocicoaster does not slow down. It actually yeah. speeds up. The second half of the ride is faster than the first, and it maintains some of the fastest speeds all the way to the final brakes, which it did. It felt like we were flying. Yeah. Because you had no harness over your shoulder. It's only over your lap, and it's a lot safer than you think it's going to be. I didn't. I felt very secure. But it does feel like you're out there. Yeah, you guys went on without me the first time and then sort of convinced me to go on a second with you. And I wasn't really sure because once I saw those people on there with really no over-shoulder harness, I was really scared. Well, the thing that makes it even scarier is there's no over-the-shoulder harness and you go inverted. Well, that's what I mean. When you see them going upside down inverted and they don't have something over their shoulder, I'm thinking, that can't be good. But... I I took one for the team. I was really, really brave that day, and I went on. I got to say, you were right. You really do feel secure. Yeah, and it says it has one-of-a-kind high-speed barrel roll taking (laughs) at around 50 miles an hour where you roll upside down 360 degrees only a few feet from the surface of the lagoon, which is true. I got to say something real quick. Yeah. That first ride that you guys went on, it was happened to be at night, the very first time you and the kids went on Velocicoaster without me. And the ride broke down or something, and I was waiting, and I was so nervous. It was literally the longest hour of my life. You know what happened, though? What's that? Not only did we have to wait, but there was something that happened on the Velocicoaster, and it made us wait an extra, I don't know what it was. We, we got to the, you have to go through a metal detector because they don't want anything falling out of your pockets. Mm-hmm. We got to the metal detector, and right as we got to the metal detector to go on to the final part of the queue, there was a holdup, and it lasted about 20 minutes. It lasted forever, and I'm shocked you guys stayed. We just were so close. I could see it getting on. Weren't I could see scared? the line moving up. And I, you know what? I was thinking to myself, you know, it's going. <laughs> There's more people in front of me, right? It's going to go a couple times before I get up there, so I felt very safe. Okay, good point. I got to tell you, if this is your first time riding the coaster, if you're heading down to Universal, and you're a little worried already – about riding this, I would suggest, highly suggest, not to go visit at night. It just, it is that much more spooky at night. Something about Jurassic World and the, and the 
just the dinosaur is just really intimidating at night. So I suggest going during the day. And then maybe if you were brave enough and happy, you can try it again at night. You know what? I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I was scared. I, it's scary at night, but you don't see as much. Well, you see everything during the day. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Let's go. We'll have to do it again and test it out. All right. Let's go to the next I thing. It was like the flames coming out. It was a little intense for I me. thought it was great. <laughs> okay, next one on our list, reasons why you need to visit is the food. The food actually surprises me at Universal. I think it's gotten a lot better, which is really, I think, says a lot because nowadays – Restaurants are in whole are having, I think, a difficult time with quality. But I really enjoyed myself here multiple times. And I got to say, their food between City Walk and inside the parks has really stepped up their game. I think it depends on where you go. Don't get pizza there because the pizza's <laughs> trash and it's expensive and it's expensive trash pizza. Just as I thought, trash. Trash. <laughs> Don't get it. Okay. But like Voodoo Donuts is a great experience. And here's a quick tip. You can order online at Voodoo Donuts. Get your donuts picked up at the kiosk outside so you don't have to wait in the line outside, which is what we did. Yeah, but I like the experience inside, so maybe do that. Maybe you do that once, and then your second trip, because you're going to go multiple times if you go there, then you can order ahead of time. Yep, I agree. But they were pretty good. They're unique. Listen, they're donuts. I mean, donuts are great. I think what makes it unique about Voodoo Donuts is the, the flavors that they have. There's the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium. There's so many places around City Walk, of course. There's Inside the Park. There's an Islands of Adventure. There's Mythos Restaurant, which is highly rated. Actually, 4.3 on Google rating right now. A lot of things that really surprised me. Three broomsticks, super delicious. Yeah, very good. It's a cafeteria th- style food but the theming is spot on i truly felt like a wizard eating my lunch that was the place where we <laughs> went that friday night where it was uh, close again an hour and we <laughs> went in there to eat and we were the only ones in there and we, we were thinking to ourselves wow i've never seen this place so empty and it's because it was closing an hour nobody wanted to waste time yeah it was it was but it was a great experience yes i, I really enjoyed we should that. make a list like our top yeah. 10 places to eat at Universal Studios. I'm really hungry right now, so I want everything. And I really loved something simple, like a drive-in, Mel's Drive-In. Yeah. Mel's Drive-In was really good. It is a casual spot, 50 style, with these epic cars out front that you just can't help but stare at, take photos next to, whatever. Super fun place to just grab a burger and a fry and enjoy the scenery. And a, and a, and a tip that we try to do is don't eat at busy times if you see a place that's really busy and it's noon or one like wait a little bit bring us some snacks with you eat a snack maybe you can hold you over for an extra hour and go at an off peak time you're gonna enjoy it way more i agree all right last one last one the best one hmm, i don't know that just is the best one for me the movie nostalgia throughout the entire park you do love that there's a street on in the universal studios park that you just hung out on there was not really much there other than shops but you just hung out there i you guys were calling me to go to the next thing. I think it was like the Born Identity show or something. I think we're going to E.T. Oh, I don't know. I just was not having it. I was sitting there by the curb enjoying the amazing atmosphere and just imagining myself as an old Hollywood star in that time frame. I love it. I have so much video. It's just a really awesome place. It's like a clean old Hollywood streets, and I just – Love, I love that. I, I think maybe the idea of that era is, to me, the most fascinating, obviously. To never experienced it, but that, to me, is really special. And I love how they have classic attractions. You just said E.T., one of my favorites. 
it's it's you go on it. It's nothing exciting, but it just if especially if you're our age and you watched ET as a kid, it just brings you back to that age. It's kind of I don't know the, the it seems like it needs to be refurbished, but it also doesn't need to be refurbished. No. You want it to maintain like that. T- correct me if I'm wrong. I know we're not on topic here, right? This with this comment, I'm going to say, but do you think shows like Stranger Things, based in the '80s, has will refresh that attraction, et the way it is, because so many kids are now seeing the '80s lifestyle and re- realizing all the things movies and and everything that happened back then and are kind of going back to watching. I mean, things that happened in the past always come back to be popular after a certain period of time. So maybe it's possible. Maybe they should do a Stranger Things attraction at Universal. I know our kids mentioned once that they did do a Stranger Things haunted uh, Halloween party there. Well, no, it's not so much having Stranger Things. I'm just saying, like, Stranger Things, the show, obviously it's set in the 80s, so the movies that are popular back then, like Back to the Future, like E.T., is what Universal Studios is and has, and I think that's what makes it really cool, and I don't think they'll ever need to kind of do a refurbishment. We'll see, right? Time will tell. We'll see what happens when Stranger Things Season 5 comes out. You get to greet with Professor Dr. Brown for my favorite Back to the that movie, back. Be speaking of Back to the Future, and more movie nostalgia. I love the makeup of movies, like the magic of makeup it, with Universal's horror makeup show. And you get to see the DeLorean. You get to see the DeLorean. You don't get to sit in it, but you get to see it. Why can't you sit? <laughs> I think that's that's an extra ticket. Darn. So those are five things to recap. What are the five things to recap? Reasons why you should visit Universal, Islands of Adventure, maybe even throw in a volcano bay there. Maybe, if you have time. Yeah. Or the money. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye, everybody.